Get John Dozer Dozer Beery and uh, my co-host Chris. You're still going with the uh, S thing, huh? Why not? I'm okay. I like it. You got a problem with S's or something? I'm, I mean, it's like I, I guess it's like 22nd on my list of favorite, uh, you know, letters from the alphabet. Yeah, I actually have a list. Really? You want to go through like so, like just the remaining four? Those ones are okay. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the S is 22nd, uh, and then after that you have L, Q, T, and V. Yeah, I have an actual list of favorite alphabet. J is, of course, at the top. All right, well, I think that about covers the alphabet portion of tonight's broadcast. What do you say we move on to tonight's main event? Uh, that would be uh, video games. Yes. What we talked about last week. We love games here. I think video games are, you know, a second part of my life. They, if it wasn't for video games, I wouldn't have anything else to my life, really. Really? Oh, yeah. It would just be like work and then sleep? Work, sleep, and uh, video games. Lather, rinse, repeat? Maybe a little crying in between. I don't know that I ever want to see you cry. Yeah, no, it's it's not a pretty sight. Uh, you know, you know how um, you know how Tobey Maguire gets in the Spider-Man movies when he starts crying. Yeah. Picture that, but it's like picture like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons doing it. All right. Let, yeah. Let's move on to that video game thing. So you had some uh, really exciting news earlier, right? Or was that my turn to be have the exciting news? You're the one with the exciting news, my friend. Oh, that's right. Okay, so the exciting news that we were talking about uh, actually came out uh, about 10 hours ago. And this was actually reported by Fox Business because of how big it is. Uh, it turns out that there was a man uh, who found uh, in his attic a original unopened Nintendo gaming system. So the original Nintendo Entertainment System. All the glory of 8-bit video gaming. Younger me is pitching a tent right now. You like old camping? I, I was all about the Nintendo when I was a kid. Come on. What does it have to do with camping? Camping? You said you were pitching a tent. Well, you know, I did like camping, too, when I was a kid. So odd. All right, so Scott Amos uh, from Reno, Nevada, of all places... Uh, was visiting his mother uh, during Mother's Day weekend, and he went up to the attic of his childhood home to clean out some box items and came across a 1987 classic video game. So what game... Oh, I'm sorry. I, did I just report it as the, the, the system? I did. It's not actually the system. The game he found, uh, it was because it's a game, was Nintendo's Kid Icarus. Oh... Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Okay, do you remember Kid Icarus? I do. You play. You played his pit, and you just jump and shoot. 
That's pretty much it. Yeah, and I actually remember playing Kid Icarus as a child um, because it was actually a really cool game. Kind of fun. I actually found this, uh, if you go to foxbusiness.com, to their personal finance, you can actually find this story there. Uh, And there's a great little video um, from Kid Icarus. Uh, We'll eventually have that up on our Facebook page as well. Uh, So you'll be able to find uh, the, the long play version of it, which is cool. Because there was a long play and short play version. I've actually done some streaming of Kid Icarus. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you, you, so you like the game? Um, like is the best word. I wouldn't say love. I mean, I, it's a charming little game, but at the end of the day, it feels like one of those quarter eater type games where it's like you just you lose constantly and you have to keep pumping quarters into the machine to keep it going, even though it's a console game. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, I miss arcades, like real legit arcades, not like Dave and Buster's. I miss like old school mall arcades. They were a lot of fun. used to spend so much money on those things like Tekken or even back before Tekken, there was like uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a great game. Um, I had so much fun playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game in the arcade. You know, why do we always get off topic by the way? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But yeah, Kid Icarus up to $10,000 at an online auction. I don't know. Uh, where that's going to be auctioned off at, likely like eBay or something like that, I would I would assume. Yeah. But, um, yeah, kind of cool. Hipster millennial nerds are going to pay way too much money for it. That's what happens when you work for Google. <laughs> you make too much money, and eventually you're just going to replace yourself with AI. So Right. But, hey, then you'll be able to play your $10,000 version of uh, Kid Icarus. <laughs> Kid freaking Icarus. That's a... That's actually kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of happy that they uh, they had that. Um, That's the thing. I have the very same game on my Nintendo Wii. Ooh. You know, it's like, I did not pay anywhere near $10,000 for it. No, you, we probably played like 99 cents. Yeah, uh, somewhere about there. The point is, what? why are people doing that? Just so that they can have bragging rights. I answered my own question. Yeah, and well, I mean, in, the, in a world where, you know, bragging rights are a big part of gaming, of course, that's, you know. But once the geek chic uh, craze finally dies out, right. you're going to be stuck there with a, a what was it, 100,000, 10,000? 10,000, yeah, 10,000. 10,000 grand piece of plastic. Well, but the other thing you're going to be stuck there with is your own misery. right. Because I'm going to still be a video gamer after the craze. Yeah. But I'm not going to pay $10,000 for Kid Icarus. Hell no. <laughs> Why would you? You, you, you get, it's, it's, it's stuff like this that get, it gives gamer nerds a bad name. Uh, I think it's actually the funk that gives, you know, like the smell. No, I mean, that's just sort of, that sort of goes with the territory, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's taken as a, as a foregone conclusion that we're going to smell bad. Yeah. I do think it's kind of nice that we have some fairly uh, nice-looking cosplay video girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it certainly helps us to get, you know, breed out the stupidity, hopefully. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh, hell no. <laughs> All right, let's 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 take our first... Uh, do we have an advertiser again? Who, who? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Creepy Fan Art. Whether it's a pregnant Sonic or Master Chief making out with Commander Shepard, we've got you, we've found a way to fill every hole. I mean, niche. And remember, some of us are actually getting paid to sexually exploit your childhood heroes. Creepy fan art. I don't know how to feel about what you just said. That's our sponsor. Don't know what to tell you. 
I need to. I think I need to take over sales and marketing for us. No, nah, it's fine. I got this. All right. We'll be back shortly after the break. Welcome back to Bonus Git with me, Chris, and John Doozer Doozenberry. Chris? Yeah? Why did we have that commercial on our show? Because we're desperate for money. Okay, that's fair. I will be able to play for my gas money later this evening, right? Eh, we'll talk. Oh, it's not even a gas, take a gas at this point? Someday we're going to sell actual ads. All right, so uh, we're, we're, what are you talking about, Chris? What is, uh, what's this little segment about? In this segment, I want you to defend yourself. And for this... I did not commit... Wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> defend yourself. And for the purposes of this exercise, you must name your weapon of choice. Ooh. And tell me why. Uh, can it be, uh, does it have to be video game related or can it be? It could be from any, any particular setting. In fact, I almost encourage that. Okay. So, uh, as you well know, I am not just a video gamer. I am a, uh, fantasy role player as well, tabletop. And one of my favorite weapons is of course the Vorpal Sword. The Vorpal Sword. Isn't that a, a Alice in Wonderland thing? Yes, it is, it is an Alice in Wonderland thing. The Vorpal Sword comes from Alice in Wonderland, and uh, what it's very famous for is the fact that when you swing it, it goes... Snicker, snicker snack. Snicker snack, yes. So it's uh, actually really cool. Um, and Vorpal, um, I mean, it's pretty much everywhere, but it is in uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, it is considered... In the old uh, second edition, which I play a lot, uh, it's considered a plus five weapon, which means that it's really good in that version of the game. Hmm. Like, super good. Uh, and uh, it also can get through like a lot of magic and stuff. I also really like it uh, because it's in one of my favorite comics, which is a comic fable. Uh, Ooh, fables. I love that. I love that series. It's an amazing series. It's my, actually my favorite series. I've collected every issue of it. Nice. Yeah. Well, did you play the video game? Yes, I did. Wolf Among Us? Oh, Absolutely. Wolf? So good. Yes. We're getting off topic, but, you know, we're talking about video games, so we're kind of on topic, too. Yeah, so the Vorpal Sword is actually, uh, did you see the character Little Boy Blue in, in Fables? Oh, gosh. It's been a while since I read them. Yeah. Little Boy Blue has the Vorpal Sword when he, when he goes to kill the main antagonist, which I will not say here because I don't want to, spoiler alert from 15 years ago. Right. Okay, just for just for um, shoots and ladders, I'm going to go ahead and explain to people who haven't read them yet. Yes. Fables is a story about where all the fantasy characters from all the all like the old old grim fairy tales type things, yeah, are forced to leave, I believe what they refer to it as the home the homelands. Yes. To come into our world and they have to sort of like adapt and build their own little society within ours. They're which, interestingly enough, happened right around the same time as the, when the Pilgrims first appeared in America. Yeah. 
and it's 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 where it's it's such a crazy awesome concept it works so well and later on it was adapted into a video game by telltale games spectacular game yeah excellent excellent storytelling excellent acting it's it's one of those it's one of those games one of those point and click adventures if you have not played it yet please play it and i also recommend looking into the the graphic novel series I am such a big fan of Fables. I own all of the individual issues. The only one I don't own yet is a variant cover uh, of the number one issue, which it goes for about 80 bucks. Uh, and I eventually will own that cover. And I own like some of the the stuff that you can't find anywhere. The are the, the they did like retailer versions of the uh, of issue number one number one hundred. I bought that off a guy for like thirty five bucks. It was ridiculous. I love that series. I put, I'm surprised it hasn't come up between us before. You know we're podcasting. Right. Uh, yes. And um, also one more thing about it. I'm a big fan of the main character uh, Big B. Oh yeah. AKA the Big <sighs> Bad Wolf. Oh my God! It's, it's it's like noir crime novel where yeah. he's the detective who has to solve all the all the murders and stuff. It's so great. It's, it's so fun. You know, we should do a podcast about that comic. <laughs> Just an episode uh, issue. Let's do it. Um, so, but yeah, getting back to favorite weapon of choice, Vorpal Sword. It's that's by far my favorite, uh, and of course. It's used uh, all over the place in fantasy and sci-fi and science fiction. However, what is your favorite weapon? Ah, yes. Well, for this exercise, my weapon of choice is the sword of Martin the Warrior. Now, it can be used by anyone, but only those guided by the spirit of Martin can wield it effectively. It is forged from the metal of a fallen star, tempered by the mighty badger folk of Salamandastron. It has slain many a ne'er-do-well and despot without, throughout the decades. It is a blade with a storied history, as storied as it is mighty. Sadly, it's made for mouse folk, so in my hands it'd be like a little toothpick. What mouse folk are you talking about? One of my, since we're on the topic of novel series, Redwall. Such a great series. It's, I've, I've talked to people about it, and the minute I mention that it's about, like, mice... Mm-hmm. That sort of live out live out these grand fantasy adventures. That that's when they sort of roll their eyes. But trust me, it is it is a well written story by a well written story and series by Brian Jacques. You will not be disappointed. I, honestly, I, I hesitate to say Game of Thrones wow. because there is nowhere near as much sex and violence in it. Oh, okay. Well, there is a lot of violence and there's a lot of eating. That's that's where well, the similarities are. They're they're mice. Yeah. So I would hope there would be no sex in it. I mean, I mean you know, my, where do you think other mice come from? Um, they don't just breed amorphously. They come from storks. <laughs> yeah, like all us. Ba- all babies come from storks. Of course. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. How could I forget? But yes, that is my weapon of choice. Uh, it has slain the evil Asmodeus, a Ooh. serpent that goes around hypnotizing other, other mouse and, and shrew folk and gobbles them whole. It's a, he's, he's a terrifying foe. And that, that scene in that, in that book, the very first book, Redwall, where Matthias slays him with the Sword of Martin was, an, was a fantastic and epic conclusion to that villain's story. Okay. Uh, I like what I hear. Um, yeah. I guess the Vorpal Sword versus the Sword of Martin. I want to say the Vorpal Blade would probably win. 
Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. I mean, the, the sword of Martin is is sort of a magical weapon, but yeah, it's it's sort of ambiguous. Yeah, like maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Right. Yeah, I like it. I like it though. I love the story about it behind it. You know, Red Wall. I'm gonna have to read that series because I have not read that series. Oh. Do, you, do yourself a favor, check it out. At least the first book. All right, well, I'll do that. Uh, so, um, I think we're going to go into our, our second break. All right. Well, our sponsor for this segment is Cult Classics, because you can totally lead a fulfilling life being into something that no one else is. It's very apropos for our, sh- our show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Alright everybody, this is uh, We're back from the break This is Doozer again And Chris you, you dropped the S thing I did, I, I realized I was getting on your nerves with that uh, uh, I, I like, really. I'm, I'm a peacemaker Oh, that's nice of you So we're going to have to figure out a name for you What's wrong with Chris? Everybody, thought, everybody likes Chris That was my grandma's name I thought, I thought the name of the show was Everybody Hates Chris Don't ever bring that up in my presence again Okay. Don't rip my arms off, please. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so we are uh, coming back from our break here, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we're going to <clears throat> Excuse me. Apparently I got something stuck in my throat. That, that is the curse of Chris. Yeah, well, you know, Be careful. You're not wrong. So we're talking about video gaming on a budget now, right? That is correct. And I'd like to help you folks at home by telling you how you can squeeze the most out of your video games. So what are some of the ways that we can squeeze the most? Well, first and foremost, I'm, I'm not someone who has a ton of money. I, I mean, you would think, just listen to this guy. He sounds like the kind of guy who has his act together. He can spend so much money on video games, even when he's not spending it all on women and things that go up his nose. Nope. Like Q-tips? Like Q-tips. I just don't have enough of a Q-tip budget any more than I do a video game budget. So I have to try to squeeze the most out of every game that I have. So what, uh, what, what, what are we looking at here? Well, to start with, you can make your own fun in a game. It, it could be any game. Something like Spider-Man for the PS4. Oh. I, you can generate sort of like personal goals in the game that you yourself can reach. I mean, this is actually something that people have done. Now, okay. for, a, for a while there, there was a trend on the internet where people would just sort of say, all right, well, I'm going to do this in such and such time. It's not something that's in the game. It's not like programmed in the game. It's something that you do on your own. Make a, like to c- complete, uh, complete a challenge within a certain time or gather a certain amount of items. Whatever you want to do, you can make your own fun with a game, which helps you extend it past its, you know, isn't original that, life. Isn't that where a lot of the Mario, Super Mario Brothers speed runs came from? Yeah, exactly. Where people were trying to get through the game, it was like two minutes or 45 seconds or something ridiculous. Right. Like Some people have even made careers out of it. So if you're, if, you're, if you're on a tight budget, it's a good way to help stretch things out. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know... 
challenge yourself, make things better. I've played, uh, I don't know, I've actually played, if you pull up my Steam right now, I've played like 750 hours of Age of Empires 2. And that is like, you know, I uh, spent $15 on that game. So, I mean, that's a ton of time in one game, if you really think about it. I know people who played way more uh, on that game than I have. And that actually that actually slides into my next topic, have a fallback game. Yeah. Like in your case, Age of Empires. In my case, it would be something like The Elder Scrolls, where once I've gotten bored with whatever new game I got, I just go back to playing like Fallout or Elder Scrolls or something. It's it's like a it's like a sort of it's sort of like shifting to the back burner while you wait for something else to come up. Sure, that makes sense. Well, yeah, and and, and there's always the, those favorite games. I mean, and it could be anything that you want it to be. It could be Candy Crush for all I care. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever, whatever, whatever helps you out. Now, I, one of the cool things that I do is like a lot of our listeners, all both of them. Um, <laughs> What what I like to do is I actually like to look around on Steam quite a bit to see if I can find some good deals. And this weekend, um, uh, August second through the fourth, they're doing the Evo Championship Series, so they're doing a some uh, deals right now. And you can get uh, the Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition for twenty bucks, and you can actually get Tekken Seven for twenty bucks. And there's there's a few other games on there, including uh, Soul Calibur, which you can get for twenty bucks, Dragon Ball Fighter Z for fifteen. They, they're trying to do like a deal on Mortal Kombat 11, which I know just came out, but still over $50. So it's not something that I would go to because I try to keep my video games to about 25 bucks or less, mm-hmm. and they actually usually a little bit less than that. So I try to keep it to like a reasonable rate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Uh, but then they also have some like smaller games. like uh, They also have King of Fighters right now, the uh, Steam Edition, which is $30 right now. Uh, they also have uh, Blaze Blue, which is only ten bucks, uh, and then they, of course, there's all of the you know inexpensive like anime games that they consistently that they have churn out. Oh yeah, like little baby rats. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's exact, you're exactly right. But yeah, the, there's so many people that over there right now in Japan that make money doing that. Uh, they also have a deal right now. You can get uh, We Were Here Two for two bucks. Uh, you know, you get little games like that for like two or three dollars. Those are kind of fun to. To just try out. Um, well, one, if if I if I can put my little fly in the ointment here, yeah, that kind of thing. It's it's not like a long term solution. No, if like you're you're on a tight budget. No, because like true. yeah, the, the, these yeah, granted they're cheap games, but over time it will start to add up. Yeah, yeah, sure, I agree. So, and, and I've I've heard. I've not only heard, but I've seen online so many people saying, oh, I'm spending so much money on Steam games. It's like, well, stop. <laughs> you don't have to buy every single game that comes out. I mean, I know I know that's that should be a given, yeah. but apparently it's not. Well, and I think, you know, that's one of the things we have to talk about is video, ga- video games and in the video game industry is, you know, obviously they push a lot of these $60, $70, $80 games that are out there, and I understand why, because they spend a lot of money producing them. You know, they spend a lot more money producing a lot of the top-notch video games than you ever would on a, a top-notch film. Uh, but then again, they make a ton of money off of those games, and they right. lose a ton of money off of those games as well. Um, what is it? Um, Sky's Limit or No Low Limit or something? Like no Man's Sky? Is that yeah, what you're referring no to? No Man's Sky a couple of years ago. They lost a ton of money on that on that, on that game. That's because, they, that's because they didn't deliver on some of the promises that they made. Sure, and, and but that's but what I'm talking about. That game, that game actually sort of, once, once again, segs into my other point. 
games with lots of content are a plus. No Man's Sky, admittedly, it sort of had a eh, rocky start, and then it sort of got good, but people are just sort of meh on it. But it is a game with a lot of content because it's constantly generating itself, randomly generates itself. That's the kind of game you want to go for if you're on a tight budget. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka's legendary everlasting gobstopper. You can just keep you can just keep sucking on it. Just keep sucking on it. I'm glad that there's there is now audio of my of me saying that. Uh, and you can you get, continuously get flavor out of it. You know, that's that's the kind of game people like me who are on a budget go for. You do realize we're going to use that what you just said in, in the promotions, right? Just keep sucking it. Yep. <laughs> Definitely going into the promotions. All right, guys, that's the uh, end of episode two here of Bonus Get. Um, I'm Doozer, Doozenberry. Fun segments today, right? Oh, yeah. I rattled on and on about how to play video games for when you're a real cheap ass. Are we allowed to swear on this? Are we? I think so. I think I just did. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this is John Doozer, Doozenberry, and with my co-host... Just Chris. All right, and we are going to see you uh, next week on Bonus Kit.